Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to our third October mini episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, October is very special because we both love spooky season more than life itself. And I am Truth. speaking for both of us here because... Yep. You're not wrong. So We're best friends, so you're required to say the same. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> otherwise, we're not friends anymore. Um, anyways, I love that we ended up getting three spooky episodes in this October. It doesn't it always pan out that you yeah. get three Thursdays. Like, it doesn't it always pan out that way. Um, I think it actually worked out last October, too, if I recall. I don't remember. It was too Maybe long not. ago. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's always a very exciting October when we get to do three mini spooky episodes. Mm-hmm. And this episode comes out right before Halloween. So it would be our last October episode. I think that's a big deal, but you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, biased. the book that we're discussing is very fitting, I think, as well. It plays on every single Halloween channel um, all of October, basically. And if you haven't guessed it already, it's Hocus Pocus. Yes. So if and you... a brand new sequel. Yay, and a sequel. <laughs> right. So um, if you weren't aware, all you 90s babies, that Hocus Pocus came out in 1993, I believe. Um, I always look at the date and I'm shocked, which is why I remember it. Because I'm like, how did it come out when I was one year old when I recall this being such a vivid part of my childhood? always shocks me um but yeah i'm pretty sure the movie came out in about 1993 and uh they wrote a book about it they wrote a sequel which i thought was really interesting considering the sequel came out in like 2018 i think maybe i thought the sequel hasn't come out yet i thought they've been talking about are you talking about the the sequel book i'm talking about the book i'm talking about the podcast that we're currently recording i thought you were talking about like that they came out with the sequel movie and i'm like have i lived under a rock for a year i have heard that they might make a sequel movie this year uh, at some point about it okay they do keep talking about i'm talking about the book so a book came out in about 2018 i'm skimming through this it doesn't say i don't know i think it was 2018 i think that sounds right been sitting on my shelf it doesn't, for a it year doesn't say two. honestly i'm looking at the first few pages of the um book and it doesn't actually say 2018 oh. there it is okay. okay i was like it's got to be somewhere fine print <laughs> so in 2018 disney basically came out with um a written version of hocus pocus and the sequel of hocus pocus so we thought what a great way to end spooky season with a classic and an unknown kind of yeah okay. kind of kind of kind of you'll understand what we mean in a bit so I have no idea if the original story of Hocus Pocus, because obviously this book came out in 2018 and not in 1993, so 15 years later. Um, <laughs> but the book that I'm holding in my hands says it was written by A.W. Jantha, J-A-N-T-H-A. Okay. I have no idea if they wrote the original. Um, but basically what this book entails is it has the story of the first Hocus Pocus, but slightly different than the movie because there's a sequel. Well, I also did like that because I've, I've made it through a lot of the first part is that you get so. a lot more of like the thought process of like Max and like what it yes. is, like what are the things that he's thinking that are leading him to these things that he's doing? Like, why is it that he yes. wants to be an idiot and light the black candle? You know, like all those things. It's like you're getting way more of his thought process, which I really liked. I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah, I definitely considered skipping reading the first book, but I was like, I bet you, because I've seen the movie literally every Halloween since I was freaking born, and then, and maybe multiple times a year. I watch, I do like spooky July because I just get antsy for Halloween. <laughs> so I always watch them again in July. It's um, my birthday. 
it's a half birthday. Yeah. I mean, it's not really, it's like three months ahead, but whatever. whatever. I just like, I can't enough. wait. I can't handle it. Um, so I watched Hocus Pocus a ton and then I was honestly very excited to see like what would happen, but I didn't really know, like based on the movie, like what kind of sequel is possible, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty wrapped up. So I did read the combo book, Hocus Pocus and the all new sequel. I'm showing Krista the cover, but you guys will see it on Instagram. So go ahead and check that out. Um, it's all one book. Well, one book, two stories, right? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Hocus Pocus first because that does come first. So Hocus Pocus, for those of you who have lived under a rock for the last 25 years. Um, please come out and just watch it. It's an amazing please movie. Please just tell me. It's watch fine. It. It's fine. So Hocus Pocus is based around Max Dennison, who has just moved to Salem, Massachusetts from California. So he's an LA boy, tie-dye, that kind of shit. And he goes to Massachusetts and is like, this Halloween stuff is bogus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But there's a cute girl in my class. So that's basically the essentials of this story. Yeah. Um, so the first book in the story, so I'm only going to talk about the story from here on out. So in the story, in this first book, I agree with you, Krista, they definitely give a lot more of what Max is thinking. So the way the movie is laid out is just like, day one is Halloween. <laughs> like, <laughs> But in the book, they really give you some information about like, Max has just moved there. You get a little bit about his teenage angst. You get a, hear a little bit about his encounters with Allison, his love interest, before that first scene in the movie. So I really like that about this book is I got to see like Max being like, oh, I had encountered Allison before and she had shown me to my next class, but we hadn't really spoken. And I really like these things about her. And I thought that that was really important, honestly, because in the movie, I felt like that was lacking. Like, there's not a lot of, like, why do you like Allison other than, like, she's a pretty girl, right? Yeah, it was instantly, so, like, like, oh, she's pretty. And then she, like, sussed me in a cute way. And, like, you're like, okay, that's it. All yes, right, exactly. But in the book, you hear a lot more about it. Like, it was, it was a plan. So, like, he knew that Allison was passionate about topics, and he knew in particular that she was interested in the Sanderson sisters. So, he chose to say something in class that he thought would get her attention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the, in the movie, you don't get any of that. Yeah, it's just, just like, he's it. just a dick to Allison. Yeah. Like, I love like, I, I like that, that about the book, yeah. I definitely feel like Max Dennison is more of a, of a complete human in the books, because it talks a lot about how... how Allison really appreciates the way he is when he's with Danny, his younger sister. And like, you can see that, like you can see that in the books. He's like, he's much kinder. He's much more understanding and empathetic when his younger sister is around. Right. And in the movies, you kind of get that gist that that's the way he's like, but he's also kind of a dick to Danny in the movie, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like he's like a typical teenage older brother. Who's like, I don't want to hang out with you. I'm cool for that. And I don't want to be here. Yeah. You're like, a kid. But man. in the book, you really get a sense of like, he's been bullied now that he's moved. And like, you do get that in the movie a little. So I really appreciated that about the book is I felt like that they gave us a lot more details that I was really missing in the movie. Um, so I think that that actually added to the sequel thing because I was really apprehensive about there being a sequel. Cause I was like, it wrapped up what the hell else is there to say? Yeah, like, right? what are we going to do? Are we going to bring the sisters back? I don't know. What are you going to do? So big picture, if you have not seen Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus is based around Max, obviously, because we can't stop talking about Max. <laughs> Max moves to Salem. He finds out that there is this, like, old, 
house basically that witches used to live in in um, 1693, so 300 years prior the to 1993, um, and those witches were were ultimately hung for murdering a child in in Salem, and another child disappeared. Right, so Thackeray disappeared, and Emily, his sister, just dead. She's dead. She's gone. Yep. She's dead. Um, so the story is basically that the witches turned Thackeray into a black cat who now protects the Sanderson sisters' home on Halloween night to prevent a virgin from lighting the black flame candle. Well, Max, being from California, was just like, well, that's just a bunch of hocus pocus, which is a line that they use in both the book and the sequel in the book. Oh, <laughs> and in the movie. <laughs> it's a very important line. You got to so, make sure it's there. The title. Right. Right. So Max is like, well, at this point, like I'm kind of into Allison and I want to kind of provoke her so that we can have a conversation. And so he does do that in class, knowing that it's going to make her say something to him, make her interact with him. And he gives her his number. Right. So he gives Allison, the hot girls, his number and he's all excited about it. But then he gets like, he's like encounter, he encounters bullies on his way home. And so it's not really hunky dory for Max necessarily. Right. His life is kind of chaotic and I get it. Like you're a teenager and your entire life has changed. You've literally moved from coast to coast. So that's pretty much what this story is trying to represent at first. Um, so Max ends up being forced to take his little sister Danny out trick-or-treating because they're in a new neighborhood, of course, right? Somewhere new. And when they go out trick-or-treating, they encounter Allison's house and Al uh, Max, trying to be impressive to Allison, was like, well, let's go to the Sanderson house. So they go to the Sanderson house and he lights the goddamn freaking black flame candle <laughs> and poof. The Sanderson sisters have returned from the dead from 300 years ago. And the Sanderson sisters' whole gig is that they want to live forever, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Exactly. And so basically the entire Halloween night of 1993 is Max, Allison, and Danny trying to thwart the Sanderson sisters from taking the lives of children from Salem so they could live forever. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a pretty good summary. That's yeah. pretty much exactly what happens in the book and what happens in the movie. If you want the details, watch the movie. Watch then the read freaking the book. Because I'm here to talk about the sequel. Let's be real. I'm just giving some, some this information. This is the first time ever we're going to say watch a movie first. So watch a movie, then read the book. We've You've all watched the movie for 20 years before we read the book, okay? Just watch Except the for movie. like the 1% of people, just watch the movie. Right. But if you're going to understand the sequel, you do have to le read the book. Okay. Because the big difference is that in the movie, this human being never existed, right? But in the book, they have that once the Sanderson sisters are killed in 1693, so they're hung basically by Puritans, um, someone picks up the book their spell book and the spell book inside shows a list of owners so in the sequel they hear about the spell book having been owned by elizabeth sanderson who is not mentioned in any of the movie oh. so elizabeth sanderson is the fourth sanderson sister tricky tricky so a lot of the sequels around this right because i was like there's got to be a reason that they were able to make a sequel so i had to read the first because i had to be able to understand what was going on yeah or they want to leave that part off on that story exactly so i'm like okay what am i missing from the first that like <laughs> would make this make sense <laughs> so i did fully reread the first because i wanted to make sure i didn't like miss any context clues so basically what happened was that elizabeth sanderson was also a sanderson sister so she's the mother's daughter so she's a half sister she doesn't have the same father okay i think their father is satan honestly it doesn't it's not very clear but it seems like it because they call him master so i don't know it's very unclear 
Um, but anyways, so Elizabeth Sanderson, supposedly at the end of the original series in 1693, she picks up the book. She tries to return Emily Binks, the cat's sister, to life because she feels bad that her sisters have been huge dicks. <laughs> oh, so she's, Basically. she's like the good witch of the West or whatever. She's or trying Easter. to be good, but she is still hung because oh. the the people in the village see her using the book and they oh, assume yeah, that she's, she's a, a witch, witch right? right and so like basically the point here is like public perception can hang anybody good or bad like honestly i feel like that's a big overarching picture um no matter what your intent is like depends on what public perception is um so i thought that was a really interesting like kind of theme yeah <laughs> for this whole book uh but basically so the second book the sequel because in the end of the first book, they defeat, I'm putting that in air quotes right now, the Sanderson sisters, they send them back to the grave and life is restored to normal, right? Um, obviously not. It obviously <laughs> didn't happen. Not if there's a sequel. So 25 years later, Max marries his high school sweetheart, Allison. Of course. They have a daughter, Poppy. Gross. I don't like they, that name. <laughs> Gross. I don't know. That was my instant response. I'm sorry. Just don't like that name. Out there. I'm not here for it. It's just not your favorite name. It's okay. We all have names that were just not our favorite. Um, I don't think Poppy's that common either, honestly. No. I've not met a Poppy in real life. Is it Poppy Only with an books. I or a Y? Y. Okay, that's better. It's better. Anyways, so 25 years later, they have this daughter who's in high school. Max works at the high school as a history teacher. <laughs> the kid that picked on him, Jay, the one with the like long blonde hair, he's yeah. the principal. No. He's the principal <laughs> of the high school. I just like, I can't even. I will honestly say that like 40% of the sequel is them just like referencing the first book and okay. being like, do you remember this thing? Like, truly, very and, truly. At least and you're in like, the first half. You're like, yeah, I just read that book. I'm like, yeah, I fucking A couple pages ago. Thank you. That's cool. Um, so basically what happens in the second book is that Poppy, now in high school, so I think she's supposed to be like a junior, so it's 25 years later, right? Um, which I think is kind of impressive because I'm like, they held off being high school sweethearts, having children for 10 years. Like, that's not very common. <laughs> but she, Allison went to law school, so she's a lawyer now, so that makes oh, okay. sense. So, be why, so yeah. like, they had like some big ambitions and he ended up being a high school teacher. And it's just like, literally most of it is spent referencing like their old things. Like, they'll be, she'll be like, my dad hates dressing up, but today he wore like the shirt that says California on it and people think it's funny. And it's just like, literally they make jokes about people calling him California in Hollywood. And you're like, like still it's been 25 years stop wearing shirts that say california right? on them i'm like you it's not funny back? to anybody but the reader yeah do you go back to california to buy new shirts or are you getting them on the amazons what are you doing it kills me it kills me so i will say that like probably at least 30 to 40 percent of the sequel was just like them trying to get you based on you having read the first one okay don't love that and that's a little irritating i super didn't love that and so i didn't finish this the first time around because i tried this last year and did not finish it i only got like mm, two chapters in maybe and i stopped okay. so um i did finish it this time because i was very committed um so poppy is in high school and she's like very embarrassed about her parents's like belief in the supernatural she thinks it's all fake and i honestly felt like a lot of this was just like a remake of the first one her friends thought that maybe it was possible and she was like no that's stupid it's a bunch of hocus pocus she literally says it's a bunch of hocus pocus <laughs> at one point and i'm just like get like, out like father like daughter 
Yeah, exactly. And she was just like, my whole family hates Halloween and like goes into like the story of like Danny being almost eaten. Cromwell witch also? Like what is happening here? I know, right? It's ridiculous. Like there's some, there's some crossover for sure. Um, So Poppy is leaning lesbian by curious at least. doesn't necessarily give a specific sexual orientation. So I do feel like a lot of this book was the people who wrote the original Hocus Pocus trying to have a draw for the new younger generation because the first Hocus Pocus was the 90s. Everyone's straight. Everyone's white. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I felt like that was a huge piece of the, the sequel. And okay, to be honest, I don't really like it when people write stuff to pander. Yeah, they're, when they're doing it to just, like, make a point or, like... To, to basically pull in additional demographics. And I yeah. and that really bothers me a lot. Um, I was able to kind of put it aside after the first, um, after the first, like, third of the book, probably. Okay. Um, but at the beginning, it super feels like that's all they care about, is that they're like, this person's gay, this person's black. Like, yeah. Do, do like, you I see get that it. we have other fine. people here? This is great. We're doing good. Pass on the yeah. back. It just felt like pandering. It really did. And I guarantee you that that was like 90% of the point of writing this book is that they were trying to get another generation to pay attention to it, even though it wasn't necessarily LGBTQ or person of color friendly. And like, that's fine. I get that because it was the nineties. No one knew. Yeah. That was people were tone deaf. People were dumb. Exactly. That's the best way to explain it. Yeah. Like, and that's okay. And I get that like, you're trying to basically write some wrongs, but um, I feel like it detracts from the story a little bit but I get the picture that they're trying to paint. So um, after that, basically though, where they were like, this person's black. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There was um, a lot of repeating of what was going on in the first story. It it felt, it felt very much the same. Um, So Poppy has a group of friends that she's really close with. So she has a, a friend, Travis. So Travis is like her main BFF. And then there's Isabella, who is, like, her love interest, who's, like, a new friend. Um, So, basically, uh, Poppy super hates Halloween. She doesn't believe her parents. She really wishes they would just tell her the truth about what happened that night. And I'm just like, okay, classic kid stuff. Don't believe your parents because they're parents. And they obviously didn't live through that thing that they just told you about for the last 15 years. But it's cool. Um, So, Poppy does not believe at all in any of this, and this year, her mom is throwing a Halloween party, and she's like, that's so weird. Like, why would mom throw a Halloween party? Mom hates Halloween. My family hates Halloween, and, like, all this stuff, right? And she goes to talk to her mom that night because uh, Travis is over before the Halloween party, and Travis brought her, like, a costume, and Poppy doesn't do costumes. Like, Poppy really, really hates Halloween because she's worried that I mean, she's a typical high schooler. She's worried that people are going to have a perception of her family that is negative, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't want to have to deal with the gossip. She doesn't want to have to deal with the, like, side eye, whatever. And I totally get that being a 15-year-old girl in my life. <clears throat> but basically, her mom is throwing this party, and she's like, it's very strange. Like, I don't understand. And her mom warns her. And Travis, she was like, hey, it's a blood moon. Like, don't dig around, basically. She was like, it's not cool. You don't do that. And this is Allison, right? From the first movie. So like she's told her daughter many times what truly happened, but her daughter just doesn't believe her. Um, As children. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't believe her. And I just, I get it. Like I get the inherent, like not wanting to believe your parents, but it's God so infuriating. Yeah. As an adult (laughs) thing, like just beyond infuriating. (laughs) Like they know things you don't know. Like, 
So um, basically, Allison warns them. They're like, she's like, it's a blood moon. Like, sure, I am throwing this party because it's a blood moon, and I want to make sure that like all of the teenagers are safe. She's like, I want to make sure that you guys are all in one place. I want to know where you are. I want to pay attention to what you're doing, like that kind of stuff, right? And so Isabella shows up for this Halloween party at her house because. Isabella or not Isabella um Poppy like begrudgingly was like yeah, okay whatever I'll put on the costume that Travis brought me I guess I'll be a witch whatever not big deal <laughs> so just like teenage girl blase whatever can't even um so Isabella her love interest which is honestly very important because most of what Poppy does is because she's interested in Isabella like honestly like bold wise like which is exactly what Max did with Alice which is exactly yes. what Max did right and like that's what killed me the most is like everything that poppy did like max freaking did like i don't believe in halloween so i'm gonna do this thing like oh it's like infuriating to watch happen so like isabella shows up to her house with a uh ouija board and allison the mom stopped her at the door and was like hey like i totally get that like it's halloween but, I'm but not hard pass. With that. please don't bring that into my home right and isabella was like oh i'm sorry like i didn't think about it because at this point so isabella is like framed as like a popular girl who like suddenly seemed to have an interest in like this little side group of travis and poppy and they're like why but also it's been like a year and she seems to be like into us as like human beings so i guess it's fine but it seems like kind of a weird choice for her like social wise um and so basically poppy was like or um sorry there's so many names isabella (laughs) was like oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know, like, I knew your family's story because Poppy had told her because they had decided she'd been in the friend group long enough for her to, like, hear the true family story of, like, Hocus Pocus 1. And so they had just told her, but one of the other popular girls at school had, like, overheard the story. And they were like, oh, no, like, we're going to be in trouble. And by trouble, she means I'll be embarrassed because people will know. Because their parents don't care. Like, most of the adults in the town know that that happened, you know? Most of the adults in the town at this point were alive in 1993 and know what went down. Like, the principal, whose daughter is the popular girl who they were worried was going to, like, tell everybody that her family was weird, he was there. Like, in the first one, Ernie or Jay gets – Ernie and Jay – Jay is the principal, but they get put into those cages by the Sanderson sisters. And like like, they know at the end of like the movie, and I'm assuming the book, like they don't talk about how they get out of those cages. I just assume they screamed and screamed. He holds a grudge. They don't talk about how they get out, but he does talk about a grudge. So like there is a point in which Poppy or yeah, Poppy. I'm like I got these names right this time. Mm -hmm. Poppy like needs help because like they're in super trouble and they go to principal principal taylor who is jay and they're like hey we need help and all these things and he was just like oh your father never helped me blah 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 he owes me all this stuff he owes me an apology like just because i was a bully in high school doesn't mean shit because he left me to die in a cage hanging above a fire at the sanderson (laughs) sister's house and she was like oh shit and she's like wait you you believe the story too that should have been like her clue of like maybe my parents aren't liars right but also like so, don't take the grudge out on the child come on but now. also the fact that like jay knows about it should tell her that it's real that, right? exactly right like how are they gonna get like oh There's and now your so principal is in on it like yeah exactly it's a very complicated story so i'm gonna tell it as straightforward as i can considering i will guarantee you most of you will not read it because i almost didn't read it i'm saying yeah, i read save- it for the purpose of this um please save me i tried i will save you so basically what happens is that uh is it Bella brings the Ouija board, right? And Poppy, wanting to impress the person that she's interested in, is like, well, let's go to the Sanderson house. Let's call them up. Just like freaking Max did 
25 years ago and i'm over here here just like i hate you (laughs) um it's so infuriating to listen or not listen to i read it i actually read this one i did um it was a little infuriating though just watch her make the same mistakes over and over again which i guess is basically parenthood um so poppy and isabella and travis make their way to the sanderson house and they mess with the ouija board and the ouija board starts spelling something out and poppy is like i'll read it out loud and so she reads it out loud while the ouija board is spelling something and it's a freaking spell of course it is i was of course just, it is i was i was like this is a spell she should write it down first Ugh. right i'm angered I, exactly. It's very irritating. Um, a lot of this book is very irritating. So she reads the spell out loud, and the spell is basically, I will exchange three souls above for three souls below for a night. How convenient. So as soon as they read the spell, her mother and Aunt Danny, so Danny, the little girl, and her father storm into the Sanderson house and are like, how dare you? What are you doing? We told you not to come here. I overheard another girl, Katie, the popular girl, Jay, the old bully's daughter, talking about how you were coming here because she had overheard you. And like, I can't believe you would do this. It's like the one thing we haven't, we asked you to never do, like all this kind of stuff, right? And she's just like, well, I wanted to know for sure if it was real or not. And I'm just like, okay. But like, if you want to know if something is real or not, and it's the difference between like, I don't know, like blue cheese and like other cheese, <laughs> like that's pretty safe. Like ferment the cheese, but like, when it's something like, are there really witches who might try to kill me or not? Maybe don't tempt fate. Yeah. I just, like, I cannot even. And so they're yelling at her, and then all of a sudden, like, the floorboards get all green, and then Danny and Max and Allison all disappear, and the three Sanderson witches appear because three souls for three souls. Mm-hmm. And, of so course, it's going to be the same their souls. Gonna be the same three souls that they're bitter against. Exactly. Yeah, that makes it's sense. Because they showed up, too. I mean, if they hadn't showed up, it would have been poppy and isabella and travis yeah. you know like it would have happened eventually but the, the curse was cast you're gonna get the ones you're bitter against first i mean obviously especially if they showed up suddenly in the yeah. place where you're trying to take souls from how convenient right how convenient so the sanderson sisters show up and the original three i'm just gonna call them the original three because i'm tired of naming names the original three are now in hell mm. they're in hell that because sucks. the sanderson sisters are on earth right yep and uh, there's just so much to this i cannot even like i cannot even but also so little like it's such a weird like it was one of those weird things where like they give you the basic plot line right away and then like you just have to wait a really long time for them to execute it like so they turn isabella into a dog so she's a boston terrier instead of a cat we're doing Mm -hmm. dogs this time different i would have gone guinea pig and there's a bloodstone that they have to have in order to make this like life elixir which was not in the first book they could have just made the the potion from the first book but no they wanted to do this fancy potion so the last one one didn't work last time so you gotta try something new well i mean they couldn't make it in time it wasn't that it didn't work it was just they couldn't get the ingredients they don't have enough time because they only have the one night right and so basically what this one is is so the curse is a little different this time where they have to um like take people's lives before midnight or morning um they have to have created the specific potion or no so they have to use the the bloodstone to make the potion that they need but if they destroy the bloodstone before sun up then all of their magic is gone otherwise it's permanent and they're here forever but they didn't have to do anything. So, like, if you did nothing, they'd be here forever. 
Oh, shit. And that must be yeah. fucking nice for them. So they have to destroy the bloodstone. So Poppy and her friends have to destroy the bloodstone in order to prevent them. How do so they? Th- how do they find out that they need to destroy this bloodstone? Do the Sanderson yeah, right? sisters like tell them? Is there a pamphlet that a came question. like up from hell with them? It's such a good question. So they run from the Sanderson sisters, right? The Sanderson sisters appear again. They run and they go to the graveyard, which is where Poppy's parents told her was hallowed ground, and therefore the Sanderson sisters cannot enter. So they enter the graveyard, and a ghost pops up. It's Elizabeth Sanderson. Oh, she can she can enter only on hallowed ground because she's a ghost. Yeah. And she could only be on hollow ground and she's the good witch. Right. And she didn't cross over because she had like unfinished business business or whatever. Yeah. She had to do. Which is basically Poppy and her friends fucking around. Yeah. She was like, some dumb bitch is going to not light a candle, but is going to Ouija something. It's going to Ouija board the hell out of some witches in about 25 years. Yeah. She was like, how do I know what a Ouija board is right now? Don't ask questions. I know things. Exactly. So Poppy and her friends. Isabella being a dog, end up interacting with Elizabeth Sanderson, the, the good really of quick. the Sanderson. Yes. Can Isabella talk as a dog? She can, just like Binks okay. could. Okay, good, good. I just needed to verify that one. No, it's okay. a solid question. Okay. Yeah, no, just like Binks could talk per normal as a cat, Isabella can talk as a dog, no okay. props. Cool. <laughs> it's just so wild. Like, just saying it out loud sounds totally wild. What um, if she had to turn into like a turtle, like a big ass turtle, and they had to like pick her talk. up and no, but like imagine them having to like pick up a big ass turtle chase. and like carry a turtle carry to the graveyard because a turtle can't keep up. Okay, I'm done now. I'll see myself. Oh my god, that would be so funny though. I would love that a lot. <laughs> I think it would be a the better next, spell. The next iteration. Yeah, I think that they would they would come out ahead then. I kind of feel like yeah. Um so basically Isabella and poppy and travis and i'm talking to elizabeth who informs them that isabella who when they went to the sanderson house was like oh by the way i have this missing sanderson woman's book the freaking spell book how convenient missing for 25 years i know i was just like "Mm, gee suspicious um she was like, oh, I have it. And so the reason she has it is, so I thought she was lying at first because she was like, oh, it just appeared on my bed today. I was like, so she's Elizabeth Sanderson. And then she just like was able to unage herself. Like, what's the deal here? Right? Yeah. She is like a descendant of Elizabeth. So before um... Elizabeth was hung, she had a daughter. And so Isabella's like great, great, great grandmother is okay Elizabeth's daughter. Basically. Which also does make sense as to why she would be willing and could show up in the graveyard to help. And yeah. Right, and why the book would appear to Isabel. So it just, like, appeared on her bed. So that's what she said, at, like, when Poppy was like, how did you find this book that's been missing for 25 years? She was like, it appeared on my bed this morning. Like, that was her answer. I would not I'm believe like, that either. I would I be wouldn't like, believe lies. it either. I was, like, I was incredibly suspicious. I was like, nope, definitely a witch, definitely screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically what happens is, like, Isab- or, Isabel, Elizabeth tells Isabel that she is a Sanderson witch, although she can decide what she wants to do with it, good or bad, right? Because mm-hmm. she's still young, and she hasn't actually had any powers manifest. Um, and so she explains to them, like, this bloodstone and how the bloodstone was given to her by the mother the sanderson mother i don't remember her name it's like drusilla or something it doesn't really matter um and how she was supposed to protect it to prevent like any evil from being used with it and so elizabeth is like well my mother was good but my sisters have gone astray right 
right? Mm. So stray, like, stray is a nice mm. word, but sounds like it though. Incredibly sus. Uh, anyways, so basically Elizabeth helps Isabel cast a spell to like uh, locate where the bloodstone might be because it's been hundreds of years. She's like, well, I gave it to my husband and then I was hung. So here's to I hope that he didn't give it to his mistress. Who knows? Um, but there's like a spell because Isabel uh, is a Sanderson witch that she can decide or not decide but she can cast a spell to help her find it right so she casts a spell to help her locate it and that, what i thought was really funny so like they're casting a spell to help isabella locate the bloodstone but simultaneously there's like winifred and sarah and mary and they're trying to find the bloodstone right because they know they need it for this next spell because they're trying to bring their mother and their master the devil back to life like that's oh, their goal because okay. even if they do nothing they're still going to be alive right as long as the bloodstone isn't destroyed so um they end up like stumbling upon someone's cell phone it's actually isabella's from when right before isabella was turned into a dog they found isabella's cell phone because it was like in her jacket pocket and so it was left at the sanderson house yeah and so they're like pushing the buttons and stuff and they end up talking <laughs> to siri and they ask siri like where the bloodstone is and Siri was just like, it's like the Oracle Stone is at this location in Salem, Massachusetts. Like, it's well, so funny. Thank you, Siri. So I don't I was think like, ever been so helpful. Wow. <laughs> so, like, at the same time that Poppy and her friends are trying to find like the Bloodstone, like Sarah, Mary, and Winifred are on their like other hunt for like Siri's Oracle Stone because they think that that's the Bloodstone, but they're like figuring out how technology works, right? So yeah. Sarah's gig is that she like sings a song and it makes children come to her, right? And they figure out that like this box, this magic box that they have, a phone calls children and they can sing to them mm. and it will make them sing out loud and then they'll sing to all the people around them and then all of those people Clever. will come to them. Yeah. So, like, there was, like, a whole advancement in, like, their magical prowess, honestly, truly. Um, because, like, the fact that they even, like, thought that that was an option and then did the thing is, like, mind-blowing a little bit. Although they did start, like, speculating about what the phone might do because they were, like, clicking buttons and stuff and it would, like, make noise. And so, like, well, if it makes noise at us, can it make noise at other people you know what i mean on like the other end but i feel like even that is a little too advanced like yeah for them they to were, even comprehend that that was possible i mean they were confused about a paved road exactly so like so, how would they comprehend that this box that talked to them isn't just like black magic it's gonna talk to somebody else i don't know i felt like the phone stuff was definitely far-fetched but basically from here on out sarah uses the cell phone to start calling through isabella's contacts to sing her song to them and make them look for the bloodstone because they didn't find the bloodstone at the place that they thought they were going to find it because Siri has no idea what's going on. Yeah, she's like, well, I don't know what bloodstone Siri's you're talking like, about, know. but... I don't know. So, um, Isabella the dog, because she's also a witch, um, while they're looking for the bloodstone, they have to, like, go to this lighthouse that, like, I guess the principal, Jay, the old bully, was, like, obsessed with going to. They don't really explain any of that other than, like, maybe he just has some weird nostalgia these days. I have no idea. But, like, he's obsessed with it. So, like, he has the key to the lighthouse and he's the only one with the key to the lighthouse, which Creepy. is weird. I don't like that. There's a lot of definitely weird stuff that they use to just try to connect, like, new to old. I'm not going to lie. Like, there definitely is. Like, they just tried to make the two storylines connect. 
Um, so definitely a stretch, but basically they were like, oh, well, it's definitely out in this freaky wooded area that's out by the lighthouse because that's what the map told us. And so they went out there and like Isabella finds like that she's got these like lightning powers. And so like whenever she like would sniff as a dog in a certain spot, the lightning would like at that spot. Huh. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It was real weird. And so she sniffed a few spots and then one of them, she's like, no, it's definitely this one. Cause she's like, I'm getting good at the sniffing power. And then they <laughs> dug there and then they found the bloodstone. Right. Um, but basically Imagine now they have to try to human though. She starts being like sniffing, sniffing the ground. Like it's, it's super here. weird. It's all weird. It's all weird. I'm just explaining it as if it was not. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's all bizarre. I'm not going to lie. I did not love the sequel. Um, <clears throat> So basically from here, Poppy and her friends spend most of the rest of their time trying to figure out how to destroy the bloodstone while Winifred and her sisters are trying to find the bloodstone one and two restore other witches from hell. So while they may not have the bloodstone, they do have a spell because they have their spell book that allows them to swap human souls for witch souls. Mm, okay. The, the same spell that they use to come back. Basically, but it's not like permanent because they don't have the bloodstone to do the rest of the ritual or whatever but they're able to bring witches back for just this night there's a lot of things i have questions about but at this point i'm just gonna pretend like i don't have questions okay (laughs) and uh so basically what they end up doing is like there ends up being like a face-to-face battle because they end up um with isabella figuring out how to use her powers a little more efficiently and trying to destroy the bloodstone because after hitting it with a shovel didn't work imagine a magical stone couldn't be destroyed by hitting it with a shovel maybe try a thought i'm gonna try a hammer next definitely a hammer next um so their best plan because uh elizabeth sanderson was like oh no don't destroy that here in the middle of freaking town because when you zap that with your powers there's a good chance like an explosion is going to go off and it's going to blow up everything within like a five mile (laughs) radius and they're like oh yeah that's a good point i'm like yeah no shit um so basically it like kind of heads off with like a battle basically between isabella poppy who is no longer a dog because the other lady helped her figure out how to turn back into a human and it was really weird how she turned back into a human they were literally like oh we can talk to people on the other side of the veil and they had an idea let's try it you're human again and i was like that's so convenient wow wow gee who would have thought but like i don't know i feel like the entire point of this was basically just doing a throwback because after um like max danny and allison disappeared and they were back in the cemetery again just like they always freaking were in the first one you could see thackeray thackeray binks and emily showed back up and they're like oh we talked to them from the other side and they have this advice i'm just like gee how convenient yeah like like, why can't they come back as a ghost and just tell me themselves then like right and like even even um i almost said thora birch because that's the actress's name but uh danny the little girl when she's like back from hell was like talking to thackeray when they're in the freaking um cemetery she's just like so you could have come back this whole time and like why didn't you like say something to me like why didn't we speak and he was like well you never came directly to the cemetery to chat and like people don't really like house calls because then a house is haunted when you have to sell it i'm just like 
That's the stupidest reason I've yeah. ever heard. I was like, that Considering is, yeah. everything you've been through, they wouldn't have reported it to their realtor that you showed up. Yeah, or something <laughs> like, you could have, like, shown up and been like, hey, Danny, sup? It's me, Thackeray. And uh, why don't you, like, just come talk to me at my, like, I'll be at the graveyard. Or... Please come yeah. see me, yeah. And then it's not nothing. haunted anymore because you were just there for a hot second. Uh, nothing, yeah. So there was a lot of this, and I'm going to say probably about 90% of this was to capture the people who watched it in 1993 which they did they got and pull in those teenagers that didn't quite love it because it was a bunch of white people all right so like overall we'll we'll do we'll do three ratings we'll do a first half of like so we'll do the og rating the sequel rating and then an overall rating so the og was basically the exact same with the addition of elizabeth sanderson I, I can't not give it a five because I love the movie and right. it didn't really change anything. Okay. So I'll, I'll give it a five. All right. Um, pre-sequel or not pre-sequel. I guess it's just sequel. It's not pre-sequel. Um, the sequel. Oh, man. I guess let's <laughs> give it a three. I guess we'll give it a three. Okay. I understood what the purpose was. They did have enough plot that was outside of the first one. But most of it was just referencing the first one. Okay. So, so like I, a four. A three then? is generous. So a four overall for the whole book? Yeah. We'll give an overall four. Okay. It was interesting to see where they went with it. And I kind of did like seeing how like Max and Danny and Allison's life panned out. Mm-hmm. Considering as a child who watched this, I was fairly invested yeah um but overall i don't really think it was worth it like i don't think it was worth it for them to have write, written a pre or a sequel because like it didn't add a lot like it didn't change much they had to have changed the first book enough to even create the sequel like yeah it was a stretch it was a money stretch it was a money stretch it was they were here for the money they were hoping to monopolize basically on the hocus pocus name and like that's fine and i get it like from a business standpoint but was it worth it? Probably not, because they kind of ruined it a little. Okay. So I tried to listen to it, because I knew I wasn't going to have time to read it. Oh, right. How'd that go? Not good. Oh. So, like, the... Well, and granted, I, did, I didn't do the audible listen. I did the ones in the library, which I do think is a different person. But the person that I mm-hmm. listened to, like, the voice was, like, okay for the Max, and it was a female narrator, which seemed weird, because the entire book is, is from Max perspective so you would think Max's perspective yeah yeah so you think it'd be a male narrator but like all right I was like okay whatever I'll move on but like Danny's voice was like freaking made her sound like she was five and I'm like she's eight like she knows how to like so they had different actors for each part no it's the same person doing voices oh their voices the person's voice which is so poor when they were trying to be Danny it just made Danny sound like a tiny little child when you're like like I know that she's like eight but, like, in the movie, she definitely acts, like, older than eight. And then the one that finally turned me off that I actually stopped listening is that you get to Winifred. And you've we've seen the movies a bajillion times. Like, she has a great witch. So, the narrator. No, Bette Midler. The narrator, like, doesn't even try. The narrator just goes complete opposite and goes, like, schoolgirl. And is like, oh, mm. look, another glorious morning. Makes, Makes me sick. sick. And it was, like, the most, like, high-pitched. And I was like. What? Like that's terrible. Like what? What am I listening to? What is this? So, do Ooh. not recommend the audio version. I mean, 
maybe at least of the original i i mean i can yeah. imagine though how how terrible that would seem considering we had bat midler and sarah jessica parker and freaking what mary whatever her last name is najimi like yeah like and it's like we Kathy know najimi there it is we know like, what their voices are supposed to sound like like we know what they are because yeah. you're, you're taking a movie and you've turned it into a book so we know what all these characters are supposed to sound like like i would have been fine if like they tried to go for Bette Midler and didn't make it. Like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, we can't all be her. That's fine. But you didn't even try. Would it have been better if they hadn't even tried and they had just done everybody as just a narrator reading a story? Probably, actually. Because the voices ruined it. Like, literally every time, I believe Dan- every time Danny spoke, it sounded like you were talking to a kindergartner. And it was just no. like, and you're like, she's not that young. I'm like, like, excuse me, she's like eight. Yeah like the second she, grade solidly she can like form sentences like you're you're acting like this is like it's like oh max oh. i don't know it was i can't even do hers but it was it was terrible Ooh, so that's upsetting do not recommend uh one star on the narration because okay. i literally stopped like i made it to the point of oh look another glorious morning makes me sick and i stopped <laughs> could not do it i was like nope i'm not i pulled over i was like driving no that's like, fair nope, i'm gonna pause it i'm gonna switch over to the radio like i'm not doing it i even struggled so. with the written just because i know how it goes you know and so like it was very weird to like see it from another perspective but then there were also like 10 15 20 pages at a time that were so verbatim from the movie that i was just like i literally don't need to read you because i know exactly what's happening right now like so there were definitely pages that i could just scan because i would like see like what was happening i'm like oh okay yep nope i know exactly what happened all of the dialogue was the same and so it's a really frustrating choice um for them to make because there's no change Mm -hmm. yeah like if you're gonna if you're gonna like take that swerve and like make a book and a sequel just like take the swerve yeah like go for it do some liberties make some decisions i will Mm -hmm. say on the cover it does still say disney so it's probably a disney Disney issue like as far as like how much they can adapt it so that is fair but i do really just think that if you're gonna adapt a book like this especially one that's such a popular movie just make it your own like do it different let's be honest they do it when it's a great book and they turn it into a movie they destroy our books why not destroy the movie just go for it. Have fun. Ru- exactly. Like, take some liberties. Be, let us be bitter because you ruined the book. Like, you ruined exactly. the movie. Let us Like, do when that. they adapt it from a book to a movie, they make some decisions to make it more movie-worthy, right? So why wouldn't you take it from the movie to a book and make it more book-worthy? Like, give me more of those details. Like, yeah, sure, they gave me some additional Max and Danny time at the beginning, but once they meet Allison, or at least, like, after he, like, basically gives Allison his phone number in class, it's all the same. Like, it's the exact movie. So it's just, like, it's super irritating. Like, I don't know. It was kind of worth it just because I thought it was really interesting to know where they went with it, but I really think that they could have done a lot more with it, especially if their entire purpose was to just make money on it. Yeah, that makes sense. But anyways. I don't know. I'm torn about it. I guess we'll we'll give it three cauldrons because the first one was basically spot on, and I can't really say shit about the first movie. But the second movie, book, sequel, left something to be desired. I think I I understood where they were going with it, but I think they could have done more to make it more and less of a like. Oh yeah, my dad did this thing once, and I'm like, that's freaking cool. I just read that. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I, I, there I've was a lot of referencing. Yeah, I've read a lot of sequels like that where you're just like, oh, I just read the first book. I remember all of this. You can stop now. It's just, it's just really irritating when most of the content is referencing the first one where they're just like, oh, yeah, back in 1993, my parents did this. I'm like, that's cool. Thanks for wasting 10 pages on content I knew. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't super love it but i didn't hate it as much as i initially did because they did kind of go somewhere with it i wasn't super expecting but i also wasn't not expecting it does that make sense like it wasn't like the first thing i would have expected that they did but it wasn't the last thing yeah well if any of you listening have opinions about this one way or the other maybe you think we're idiots and you love the sequel you can let Tell us me, know. please. I yeah. want to hear it. Let us know what it is that we're missing. We are on Instagram at Isn't It Past Your Bedtime and Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. If you have lots of things that you want to say, you can send us an email. We are, it is Isn't It Past Your Bedtime at gmail.com. And we also have a website that my lovely co-host has made, Isn't It Past Your Bedtime.com, where you can check out any of our past reads, uh, what we're currently reading, and one day we will actually have something on the blog, like Pinky Promise. One day we'll talk about the books that we're reading that we don't cover on here. But today, one is day not I that will day. read books that I don't do on here. Today is not. That I'm day. so close. My apartment is almost unpacked. I'm almost to that day. Okay, <laughs> I have months to go, but one day we promise. We'll get there. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed all of our mini spooks this month, and we will talk at all y'all later. Bye. Bye.